Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to our second episode of Mill Liberty, the voice of liberty for a new generation. My name, of course, is Caleb Franz, and I am your host on this magnificent podcast today. Thank you for tuning in. We are building our community, our network of liberty-oriented individuals, and because you tune in every week, we are growing more and more rapidly. So for that, I say thank you. We are going to build optimism and unity, and we are going to do that through looking at our principles, evaluating them, and looking at the truth. And saying, you know, it kind of transcends partisan politics. Even though the, uh, the, uh, the debate has, the first official debate has now occurred, it doesn't seem like the truth really aligns on either side of them. It never does. It's not about partisanship. It's about principles. And it's about the truth. And today we're going to talk a little bit about the, uh, the uh, the principles that um, that really define us, especially on the most local of levels, that I think we're really finding a massive divide, probably the biggest divide in our country over. But first, I want to tell you about Liberty Hangout. Liberty Hangout was founded in 2015, and it is a libertarian website keen on sharing the message of peace, prosperity, and volatilism. Their founders, Justin and James, wish to expose readers to a new and enlightened way of thinking, and through various sources of media, hope to start an engaging dialogue about liberty and our rights inherent in nature. Their goal is to help create a truly free and decentralized society. Be sure to check them out at libertyhangout.org. And if you would like to have advertisements on this program, be sure to email me at caleb at outsetmagazine.com and we'll work that right out. Today I want to talk about <laughs> probably uh, the most controversial issue currently in our country, but I don't want to just talk about it. I want to find real solutions because there are no, there's there's really nobody that's coming up with with optimistic, principle-driven based solutions that is founded in truth, that is founded in our rights, that's founded in the Constitution. It's founded in peace. You see, when I saw um, protesters and rioters taking to the streets in uh, in Charlotte, I was really concerned, and I really realized how much this issue must be addressed. But not only just talked about, because there's plenty of talking on either side. 
and quite honestly, people are fed up with talking. That's why they are taken to the streets. They're tired of nothing being done. But I see that conservatives and Black Lives Matter have more in common than what they're willing to admit. In some good ways and in some bad ways. The ones who are truly looking for solutions, I think, really do have common ground. Conservatives just don't seem to realize that police brutality is a problem, though. You see, conservatives understand that, that big government is the problem. But big government is not only on the federal level. You can have big government on the local level as well. And just because it's not Barack Obama violating your rights doesn't mean your rights are not being violated. We need to understand that, not just um, when we're talking about police, but when we're talking about the possibility of a Republican president. Because Donald Trump is going to be no better for your rights than Barack Obama has been. And neither will Hillary Clinton. The problem here is government. The problem here is that we put too much of an, of an over-reliance on government. While, while those on the right, they, they made it almost a rallying cry to, to make it a point at the RNC to say, Blue Lives Matter. That's what Sheriff uh, David Clark got up there and said. Not even all lives matter, but blue lives matter. And yes, certainly the lives of our police officers matter. But is it really genuine when they say that, or is it just political? Because I really do, I really find it hard to believe that they think blue lives matter whenever they're just pointing the finger at the other side. They're just saying it's it's the black lives matter crowd. They don't know what they're talking about. They're just trying to stir up trouble. When in fact maybe they do have something worth listening to. But the right just doesn't want to hear it. Now don't worry, Black Lives Matter. Don't worry on the on everybody on the left that's listening to this. I'm getting to you too. But first I want to take care of the right. And then I want to talk about solutions. Real solutions based in, in liberty and based in principle. You see, Conservatives don't understand that that cops can be bad sometimes because we're people. Behind every badge and behind every uniform is a human heart. Just like behind every suit in Washington, D.C. They're corruptible. 
they make mistakes. Conservatives get it whenever it's up in D.C. But they think that if you have a badge on, you're infallible. And that's just not the case. It's just not the case whenever several things like the things that Donald Trump will get up and, and, and brag about, like stop and frisk. That is unconstitutional. You can't just, without any rhyme or reason, stop somebody and say, I'm going to check you. And then if you have a gun on you, I'm going to take your gun. Excuse me? I thought, I thought the, the right was a side protecting Second Amendment rights. Police have no right to take your firearm to search you without a warrant or without reasonable cause. The police have no right to do that. Just because they're police officers doesn't give them special privilege. They have to obey the law, just like all, all the rest of us. In fact, they're held to a higher standard. They're held to the standard that because you enforce the law, because you are the, in fact, law enforcement, you are held to the higher standard that you are expected to at least obey the very laws you are trying to enforce. You don't have special rights. Conservatives need to understand that, yeah, police brutality happens. But the left also needs to understand and Black Lives Matter needs to understand that more often than not, it's not about race. Are there some racist cops? Of course. Of course there are. Just like there are racist individuals in all professions and, and levels of society. But the policing problem in America is not one of race as much as it is an abuse of authority. You see, when we begin to understand that maybe we give police too much power, maybe sometimes they get an ego trip and they can just do whatever they want, or at least they feel like they can, because they're the one with the badge and a gun. Even when your hands are up, you say, I'm not gonna, I'm not doing anything. Sometimes there's an escalation of force that goes unnecessarily too far. You see, when you have that monopoly of force that government has, no matter if you're a federal agent or just a police officer, that power can sometimes corrupt you. And sometimes, 
we give them corruptible laws to enforce. Sometimes it's the very laws themselves that are corrupting the law enforcement. Because when there was an article that came out in the Washington Post last year about a white boy, not a black boy, but a white boy, that was shot and killed because an undercover cop found marijuana. Marijuana. The quote drug that has never killed anybody in and of itself. But now he's dead because of the war on drugs. See, that's not a race issue there. That has nothing to do with race. That has everything to do with an abuse of power, an abuse of authority, and unjust laws in general. I do believe, though, that police reform can happen. And it should happen. And I think that, one, whenever conservatives begin to understand that they have the winning argument. This is big government at its finest. This is the most basic illustration of big government, abusing authority. You have video after video after video of even when Eric Garner was, was choked out and killed by police in New York. He was killed because of taxes. Because the state wanted their money. Because he was being a true free market entrepreneur. Because he was, he was going in the quote black market. Because he was selling cigarettes without the state getting their portion of his earnings. Now that doesn't have much to do with race per se. But that has everything to do with the state abusing its power and becoming greedy and saying I deserve what you earn conservatives can fix this if they truly wanted to but too many on the big government side of the right don't really want to fix it they like this division because that always puts an emphasis on over-reliance upon government. And on the left, on the Black Lives Matter side, things can be achieved. There can be unity if you don't take it out on small businesses and, and convenience stores, on private property. Because, you see, just because there is injustice in the system it gives you no right to take it out on property rights. Property rights are still important in America. They still matter. And just because you have a problem doesn't mean you get to make more problems in the system. Going out and, and reaching out to other people, talking about issues, trying to find common ground, trying to find unity that's how you fix problems having civil discourse 
That's how you fix problems. That's why freedom of speech is so important. But what's also important is that we question. And not just question the other side, but sometimes question our own side. That's why I'm putting both conservatives and Black Lives Matter on the spotlight today for this episode. Because that's how you achieve solutions. Conservatives and Black Lives Matter need to come together and really understand that police brutality is a problem. And it's a problem in abuse of authority. We are giving not only the police, but the government as a whole, too much power over our lives. We're putting too much emphasis on police to come and protect us. Both the right and the left are doing this. The right will do this because of the backlash that um, of, of protesters, because of the backlash of... Of the, uh, of the Black Lives Matter crowd saying yeah well the police protects us so you better appreciate them the left will do this because of um, shootings even though the right will stand up and say the second amendment is the only protection I need They'll go around and say, actually, I need police. The left will say, this is even more mind-boggling, the left will say that, why do you need a gun? The police is there to protect you. And then they'll turn around and say, the police are racist pigs, and we should, we should, uh, we should in some cases, abolish the police. Well, I know some of the more anarcho-capitalist listeners that I have might like the sound of that, uh, it's rather hypocritical for those on the left to be saying that. Our problem is an over-reliance on the police. The Second Amendment is made to protect us. We are our own first responders. But you see, we don't really believe that as Americans. While that argument is correct, I don't see a whole lot of conservatives or those on the left. I really don't see a whole lot of them standing up and saying, you know what, let's, let's, just, let's just protect ourselves and protect our families. No, they want, they want government to protect them. They want more safety. They want more security. That's all you hear from the big national security crowd of the big government crowd on the right, and then that's at the same time all you hear from the big gun control crowd on the left. This is why this is why they agree on so much when it seems like they don't really agree on a whole lot, but they get a whole lot done to violate our rights. Because at the end of the day, that is the one thing that they do agree on is right violations. If the truly small government crowd on the right and those on the left that believe in true justice reform came together, wonderful things could happen. Things like, for example, 
stop putting an over-reliance on police protection. They're not going to protect you. Only you can do that in emergency situations. Make police more reactive instead of proactive so they're not constantly looking for something wrong. So that they're not constantly looking at you as this is a potential threat. When we stop doing that, of course black neighborhoods will live more in peace. When it starts to become a reactive police force as instead of a proactive police force and we start putting more of an emphasis on personal self-reliance we say yes black people and white people Asians and Hispanics they all have the same rights they all have the second the same second amendment that we do every single one of them as Americans and just as people, these are natural rights. We should be using them. Our rights not only make us free, but they keep us safe. Government can't ultimately provide ultimate safety and security. The whole balance security with, with liberty thing is a scam. You can't balance it. Not in the way that they're talking about. You can't give some up and expect to take some. The only way you can possibly balance it is when you put a preference on individual liberty. When you put a preference on natural rights. That's when you can truly claim yourself secure. And of course, you're never going to be 100% secure. And that's the great lie. That, that government plants in your head that they make you think that they can keep you 100% secure. When, of course, they can't. Because they can't be everywhere all the time. And even if they can be everywhere all the time, there's not that kind of manpower. Even if they can watch everywhere all the time, they can't physically be everywhere all the time. So they can't ultimately protect you. There is no such thing as total security. There can be such a thing as total freedom. And you get a whole hell of a lot more security out of protecting your natural rights, protecting your liberty, than you would if you just gave it up. This is the kind of police reform we need to be talking about. And quite honestly, I'm kind of pissed that the right hasn't been leading the charge on it. This is right up their alley. Less reliance on government. More reliance on personal responsibility. Shrinking the size and scope of government. The right should be all over this. But most of those who, who stand up and, and, and proclaim this kind of stuff don't actually believe it. They only believe in their own personal form of big government. They say that Republicans can do big government better if we give you these rights but take these other ones away from you. But those conservatives who are really honestly for smaller government, this is your rallying cry. 
I'm charging you to stand up. I'm charging you to walk arm in arm with a member of Black Lives Matter and say, we agree here that there's injustice in the system. We're going to sit down and talk about what that injustice really means and what that injustice really is, what the roots of it are, but we agree that there is injustice in the system, that police brutality is a fact, that it happens, and it's because of government. It's because of an over-reliance on government. It's because we don't put an emphasis on protecting our own. We expect the police to take care of us. We expect them to be proactive when we all know they can't be. Not to the fullest extent, not that we like them to, but we try to make them proactive. And the only thing that really does is violate rights. Because we have laws in, in place like, uh, like the laws that we have set in place to empower the war on drugs. So we're kicking in doors and filling up our prison systems with, blacks, uh, with black kids, with Hispanic kids, kids who are poor, that tears families apart for only having a joint in their hand and the privacy of their own home. We're kicking down doors and destroying lives. And in some in some cases we're actually taking lives. Like the like the case that I that I mentioned earlier. There has to be some common ground, and I, I don't buy that everybody on Black Lives Matter says that all whitey is evil, all cops are evil. They just want reform. They want real change. A big majority of them, anyway. Now, there are those militants, just as well as there are militants on the right. On the ultra-right. And both of them are just as divisive and just as wrong. But the majority of those who kind of hold to their principles, but don't totally see the other side as evil, these are the people that can come together. These are the people who are saying, you know what, let's, 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 let's place our emphasis back on each other. I can walk arm in arm with somebody that's in the Black Lives Matter crowd and say, you're right, there is injustice. We disagree a little bit on where that injustice lies, but there is injustice. I'm going to work with you to achieve real change as long as you don't violate my property rights. That's something I think that we can get along with pretty well. Policing reform can happen and it must happen. If we both place principles and the truth above partisanship 
That is something that I honor. That is something I respect. And I don't care what side of the aisle you come on. That's how we can find real solutions. I'm not telling you to compromise. That's the last thing I'm telling you to do. I'm telling you if there's areas of agreement that you do agree on, don't give up on the other areas that you that you believe in, but work together on those areas that you agree on. In this case, it's government. And that's the that's the thing that that completely baffles me. <laughs> They're so closer to agreement than what than what anyone wants to admit. Government is, in fact, the problem. Only when you place your principles above your partisanship can you honestly truly see that. Now there's something else that I want to talk, um, talk to you today about before we get out of here. And it falls back on placing principles above partisanship. Because as we all know, this past Friday... A certain senator from Texas <laughs> decided who the certain senator from Texas who has made his entire career of saying screw the system screw you screw you screw you you're kind of cool but screw you he's made his entire career of giving the establishment the middle finger has now placed all of his principles behind him for political gain. Now, I haven't necessarily always agreed with Ted on everything, but something I've always kind of admired him, especially when he stood up there at the, at the RNC and looked at the beast straight in the eye and said... Not happening. No endorsement for me. That's something I can honor, regardless if I agree with you 100%. And there were a lot of things that I was just like, Wow, Ted, this is scary. <laughs> don't. Please don't do this. I like when you're, when you're constitutional. But that was always something I honored. His, his bold stance and his bold proclamation at the RNC to say, Vote your conscience. That was admirable. But now he's turned all that and put it behind him. While he hurt a lot of people this past Friday, he made a lot of conservatives furious. I was rather optimistic when I saw all the all the uh, all the reaction. Now, while I I I couldn't care less about Ted Cruz anymore, I was rather optimistic because the people who didn't waver, even when their their icon said, "You know what? It's it's time to throw in the towel, all in for Trump," even when their icon did. They didn't waver. These are the conservatives that I'm talking about working with. If you're on the left listening to me, if you are um, 
a libertarian listening to me, if you're a conservatarian listening, whatever, these are the conservatives that you need to join arm in arm with. I just got done talking about how we need to join arm in arm with those that we can find common ground on with Black Lives Matter. These are the conservatives. This is the kind of coalition that we need to build. And this is the kind of coalition that we can build. Because these conservatives, these conservatives don't give a damn about who's carrying the torch as long as the torch is lit. And if the torchbearer starts to waver and starts to go off on some other um, uncharted course, that's when you take the torch from him and say, we need a new guy, but the torch here, this torch of liberty, this is going to continue. We don't care who's carrying it as long as it moves forward. That's common ground. That's true reform that can change if you join forces with those kind of people. Because even if they're icon, they're conservative powerhouse. The one that was just slugging the system and almost got the nomination for the presidency. Who was just going to completely turn everything on its head and restore the constitution. If that guy wavers and they say, <laughs> you messed up, we didn't. Those are the people that you have to stand arm in arm with. Because that kind of coalition that you build, that's how you restore the country. That's how you restore liberty to the world. <laughs> when tech X cruise supporters, libertarians, and Black Lives Matter starts marching down the street saying, arm in arm, saying, guess what? We're not fooled anymore by your division and your divisiveness. That's when the world will take notice. And that's when true change can happen. Thank you very much for listening this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope that you return next week for uh, our next episode. I have no idea what we're going to talk about next week, but uh, we certainly will not hold back any punches just like we did this week. And I hope that you really take some of the things we talk about them and, and apply them practically. And begin to build that coalition, begin to walk arm in arm with people who not always necessarily agree with, but the ones who say that government is our biggest opponent, not each other. I hope that between now and the time we meet again next week, that you begin to see that. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes. Trying to get as many subscriptions as possible. Let's make this show blow up. Let's make this show become as big as possible. Because that's as much of a reflection on you as it is on me. Please be sure to remember to follow me on Twitter 
at Caleb Franz, C-A-L-E-B-F-R-A-N-Z. And be sure to follow Liberty also on Twitter, at MillLiberty, M-I-L, Liberty. And we'll see you next week.